0: You're listening to the Weekly Brew with Austin Stanton, Jeremy Paxton, and Hunter Atkins. It's time to sit yeah. back, relax, and be informed. Hey, hey records on my demo. Did y'all boys not get the memo?
1: Welcome to episode 139 of the weekly Brew podcast. My name is Austin Satin joining alongside Jeremy Paxton and we actually have a uh, I guess an in-house fantasy football expert uh, a guest joining us on the podcast and that's Jordan Wathan. So uh, we'll get to Jordan in just a minute but
0: Jeremy what is going on man? Oh dude I'm just watching my fantasy score right now uh, getting really worried at Todd Gurley's two touchdowns and 34 yards so far in this game. Yeah, you
1: you beat me in fantasy last week. I
0: did. I did. I beat you pretty handily, but also, like, uh, three quarters of your team got less than, like, three points. So, yeah, uh, I don't know that I've ever seen that happen before
1: where, like, I've done that where I intentionally, like, don't start people if I'm trying to throw a
0: game for, like, a playoff
1: seating or something like that.
0: But you were not doing that. No. No, no, you weren't. Um, Also, let's talk about. Kelsey, his insane game, uh, Smith-Schuster. Yeah, okay, okay. your fantasy
1: team's good. That's it's, cool. but um, it's, we, it's amazing. We have, a, we have a real fantasy expert here, and that's Jordan Wath. And Jordan, say hello to the people. This is your first time, I guess, probably
2: being on a podcast, is that correct? That's all right. Yep, happy to be here. Thanks for having me. And before we uh, get into the details, so everyone knows, Jeremy has never won a championship. Uh, I've got two, <laughs> made it to the finals another time, always made the playoffs, so... Uh, I'll take care of who's so, good and who's bad. So fantasy, we're getting a really Jeremy. narrow
1: audience here. I mean, uh, so just for, for the record, Jordan is also a, uh, a fellow Baylor grad with us, and uh, we were all watching football today. Asked if you wanted to join on the podcast, and he uh, graciously is giving us his time.
0: This this might be his last time to, well, to co-host yeah, on the podcast as I don't well. Know,
1: I think maybe he should join because, you know, we actually talked about watching the Texans-Titans uh, game today, and Jordan showed up on time.
0: Uh, I showed up for just the plays that mattered, you know, which was the blown the last. Blast. Yeah, like the last. The yeah, game. exactly. <laughs> when Watson completely blew, blew it, uh, which we do need to talk about. But no. OK, he, so he's won a championship. So what? Let's not talk you about have a it, fantasy league. What, no, 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 no. No, this, this is important. This, our this, listeners this, do
1: not care about what our fantasy football teams do.
0: If you have never won a championship in I your have fantasy league. I've won a lot of money. Okay, well, I'm talking about in our league. If you've never won a championship in your league, then take heart. It's okay. I'm not to about it. I, I'm not, <laughs> all right, we're moving on.
1: We're not going to talk. I will say about this.
0: Jeremy <laughs> has never gotten last place. That's true. true. Yeah, that's true. I have never gotten the sacko.
1: Yeah. All right. So, anyways, if you want to uh, gamble in non fantasy sports like actual, you know, football, baseball, whatever. I mean, the playoffs are coming up. Uh, I'd highly encourage you to go to betdsi.com. dsi.com. Uh, they've been paying winners for over twenty years. It's one of the top rated, uh, you know, betting review sites out there. Uh, you know, we try to have some sports knowledge on here. Betdsi. If, if you want to put your sports knowledge to the test, I would go there if I were you. Uh, they have the fastest payouts in the industry. Uh, If you use our promo code BREW101, first-time deposits get a 101% bonus match on your money up to $1,000. So if you want to lose $1,000, you at least have another $1,000 to uh, lose by using our promo code BREW101. Uh, Jeremy and I play there. We highly recommend that you go there. Uh, It's only a game until you bet it at BetDSI. So uh, gambling, man, I suck this week. It was bad. Very bad.
0: Yeah, I, I didn't gamble this week, but... I wish you I didn't had. Did you gamble in politics this week? I didn't. Uh, I, I'm actually kind of scared of on politics because it's so unpredictable. I have no idea what's going to happen. Like the whole uh, Kavanaugh confirmation, I have no idea what's going on right now. He's going
1: to get confirmed.
0: I know he's going to get confirmed, but you have these like allegations coming out of did the blue. Did you hear what the allegations were? I know. It was uh, some hi- high school.
1: No, did you hear what the actual allegations were? I did. The report was that they locked a girl in a closet.
0: I heard it was more graphic than that, but maybe I'm hearing wrong. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. That that that's what I can't I read. bet on. But the 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 point the point of us not talking about politics as much in the Weekly Brews because in the Trump era the news cycle turns over every six hours. It I seems. I know. I know. If something tweets, happens on
1: Saturday when we podcast on Sundays, oftentimes it's, we're like, it's, it's too outdated. Late. Right. It's too late.
0: Uh, yeah. It's uh, our our media as like proverbial ADHD. It's yeah. shiny 100%. object here, shiny object there. Hundred percent. Did you yeah. bet this week, Jordan? I didn't.
2: I done a lot of DFS last year. Haven't done any this year yet.
1: Yeah. So I you know, kind of betting the NFL. I mean, today there were just some insane games. We have uh Kansas City Chiefs against the uh you know, the Steelers and the over under for that game. I mean, I hope you bet the over. That game lit up the scoreboard. Patrick Mahomes Mm-hmm. My gosh, this, he, he was rookie last year, drafted uh, first round. Uh, you know, the, the Chiefs traded Alex Smith. They are ready to move on from that era. But Pat Mahomes, six touchdowns today, five touchdowns last
2: week. He just looks like the real deal at quarterback. That oh, was yeah. amazing. He set the record for uh, ten touchdowns in the first two games.
0: First two games in the NFL, yeah. I mean way way to go, Mahomes, for like showing up for a Big Twelve quarterback, you know, in the NFL. I, I feel like Big Twelve quarterbacks in general sort of um the ones that I can think of off the top of my head just um don't make the biggest impression, at least after uh the you know the shiness kind of wears off. But he really showed up, set a set a record. Well, I um, I, think, I think the difference with him
1: is, you know. He is a system quarterback, if you will, at Texas Tech, because Texas Tech quarterbacks generally do not do well at the next level, right? I mean, it's plug and play. Anyone that goes into that system, whether it was from Mike Leach to Cliff Kingsbury, they're going to put up, like, you know, 400 yards passing a game. That's just the way the offense is built. They spread them out. It's similar to our brows, right? When When Baylor would put up these gaudy offensive numbers. But the difference with Mahomes is his arm he has got an absolute cannon, And, you know, he he's also mobile as well. Not, you know, like he's going to be a, you know, like an RPO type guy, but he's a guy that can extend a play, you know, move around in the pocket, find his open man. And he's a guy that could probably hit anywhere on the field up to like 60, 65 yards. I mean, it's it's impressive watching him. And, you know, Jordan and I were watching a game a little bit earlier, the Bills, or I think it was the Red Zone channel, and they showed Josh Allen mm-hmm. throw a massive pass Flick down the field. Wrist. Yeah, and it was just, it's...
2: Those are the type of guys that NFL offensive coordinators absolutely love. I think Mahomes is fortunate that he's in Kansas City. It's a great fit for him. Andy Reid's a great uh, coach for quarterbacks. But you also got Tyreek Hill, You know, maybe the fastest guy in the league, um, someone who can get downfield to catch those uh, long bombs. So... Great uh, for the Chiefs to draft Mahomes, good fit, and he's he's showing up. Yeah, and they also have, you know, great tight end, Travis
1: Kelsey, uh, you know, who is probably one of the top two or three tight ends in the NFL. And then, you know, a lot of people forget about this. They have Sammy Watkins, who, a mm-hmm. former first-round draft pick as well.
2: Yeah, you know, uh, I'm still looking for Sammy Watkins to kind of uh, break out this year with the Chiefs. A little underwhelming last year with the Rams. Of course, the team had a lot of success, so that's good, but he didn't have that many... Uh, didn't have as good a stats as we thought he would, so still looking for him to break out in Kansas City. Maybe he'll do that next week. Yeah, let's uh let's talk about uh you know games of
1: local relevance. Houston Texans 0 2 on the season, losing on the road to the Tennessee Titans. Uh, kind of uh disappointing overall. I mean, uh, you know, the Titans score uh, on their first possession on a fake punt, uh, the Texans defense played well for the most part in that game gave up a, uh, a late field goal that was ultimately a difference maker uh, Texans falling on the road 20 to 17 against Tennessee going oh and two on the season uh, and this is a team that had high expectations in Houston you know a lot of players back on defense Sean Watson healthy what do you guys think now
0: you know it's interesting the there are a lot of missed opportunities there uh not in, in that last half I mean I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking of uh, all the criticisms that have been lobbed at um, this team, you know, get like t- clock management problems. Yeah, and- Bill O'Brien notorious for that. Right, exactly. He makes exactly. Andy Reid look good on clock
1: management sometimes. Exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. And so you're, you're you're sort of looking at, especially that last play there with Watson, and you're thinking like, what are you thinking? Like you're, you're you've yeah. Got, you yeah.
1: So just to set that up, if 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 you didn't watch the game, Deshaun Watson had 17 seconds left on the clock. Uh, it was a, you know they had just spiked the ball, they had just killed the ball, so they were probably needing 15, 18 yards to get a decent field goal to attempt for Fairbairn, who missed a 55-yarder earlier in the game. He just danced around in the pocket, trying to find an open man, connected with DeAndre Hopkins downfield. Nice play. But when he caught the ball, there were two seconds left.
0: They had no timeouts. Exactly. About about 10 seconds too late. You can't
1: get your guys down there in like a second and spike
0: the ball. Yeah. And I I don't know. I'm thinking kind of like, you know, into the rest of the season, the team is not going to be feeling good. You know, I I was looking at the defense, looking at J.J. Watt. They all looked gassed. They all looked tired. And I just can't think that morale-wise this carries us very well into the next couple of games. Um, And I wonder, Watson, like what – I mean, clearly a bad decision, but is this the – you know, does this foretell something – Worse About for him? Down.
1: No, it's just only his seventh game starting. Like, you got to keep that in mind. Uh, and, and, Jordan, you can probably add on to this. But, you know, he missed a lot of the season last year. He had five electric games with, with the ACL injury. I mean, he's still,
2: even though technically not a rookie,
1: he's still a rookie quarterback.
2: Yeah, it usually takes, you know, at least a year of playing to come back from ACL injury. Um, so I don't really put the blame on him. Uh, you know, he made a mistake that last play. But to me, the real weakness of the team is the O-line. You know, thank goodness that Watson, similar to Mahomes, has the ability to extend the play. Otherwise, he would have been sacked or roughed up more than he was. So I'm nervous now, guys. You know, can the Texans even make the playoffs? You know, they don't look like a team that can get ahead and then wear down the clock through the running game because of the poor O line. Lamar Miller has never really lived up to his contract. I'm starting to lose hope here. I, you know, I, I know it's week two already but I, I think that's a fair point I, you
1: know there was a stat on the nfl network a few uh you know minutes ago talking about uh teams that start two and zero have a 62 percent chance of making the playoffs if you start and two those numbers are far lower than 62 percent uh and, and you know the texans the afc south is actually a tough division yep. i mean jacksonville looks good while we're podcasting right now against uh, the patriots of
2: uh, 21-3 at halftime. Yeah,
1: it, you know, they look great. Bortles looks like he's a good game manager and that defense for Jacksonville is mm-hmm. so good. Like Jacksonville does not need an all-world NFL quarterback. They need someone to not turn the ball over and I think Bortles is finally showing that he can be that like mm-hmm. adequate Game manager and that defense can take him to the next level and you know they're doing all that with Leonard Fournette sitting on the bench.
2: Yeah, but he's the only injury. That's what's so frustrating is I feel like the Texans defense could be really good. Maybe not at Jacksonville's level, but you know you got J.J. Watt, you got Jadavion Clowney. He was out today, by the way. You got merciless. I know that's the thing. They're always
0: injured. And man should draw a penalty. Not you, oh, penalty Clowney. yards were horrendous. Yeah. I was about yeah. to say I, I was it, it looked like a bad college game with uh, it was like eleven penalties for eighty-eight or eighty yeah, something yeah. yards. It, it was crazy.
1: It was, and then also you had Clowney who wasn't even playing in the game, get an unsportsman like fifteen yards. That's what I'm saying. Like that's, it's that's, like you can't you can't do that and expect to win on that's the road. uncalled for. Yeah. It's I, unacceptable. I, I agree. You're on the sideline, dude. Yeah, and I mean the Titans, they're also a good club. And and the Colts, they are a little bit resurgent as well this year. So I think the AFC South is probably one of the top two divisions in, in the NFL this what? year? I think so. I don't know. It's you a know. bold statement. I know, but hmm. who, who else you got up there? Well, you know, I, I think the I, NFC South is good.
2: Yeah, it could be for sure. You know, I mean, Tampa Bay. Wow. Surprise team of the year so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. It it's magic in full effect. They're 2-0. and Saints are 1-1, and you know, thanks to the Browns kicker, I guess. But, you know, they can always get hot and be good. Falcons won. Panthers look good. Uh, AFC North, surprisingly, has done well. You know, Pittsburgh right. lost this week, but, man, they're, it's Pittsburgh. And, they're going to be and good. You know, the, and the the key factor with Pittsburgh, if they get their running back, Le'Veon Bell back... know yeah, when they get him back. He's coming back at some point. He'll
1: come back, and he's going to be fresh. Mm-hmm. That That's the thing. You know, he's going to miss seven, eight games, whatever that number is. He's going to come back with fresh legs when other guys have been banged up all season long. Now, it might be, you know, a little bit of adjustment for him to get into sure, game sure. shape, but...
2: He's shown in the past that when he comes in and we, you know, after a suspension or something like that, he can light it on fire. Yeah, they're going to end the year with more than eight wins, so they're good. Bengals are surprising 2-0 team. You know, you got the NFC North. You just had the Packers and Vikings tie, or you know, another that week was a of a tie game. game. But they both look really good. And if Aaron Rodgers can get healthy while still playing on that MCL spring, which I don't know how he does that, that's how, how amazing. Does, how does a guy like that play with one leg at a high level? Yeah, it's, that just shows how great he is. Yeah, but that's just, that's just pure grit. I
0: mean, that's, you know, that's veteran, that sort of old man strength coming through. <laughs> old, he's still, he's still kind of young. He's like, what, 35? Uh, they're, they're, uh, oh, man, I just
1: realized, like, we are all 30. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, no, not know, just 30. 30. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm 31. You guys are a little bit older, but it's by a year. It's crazy. Like, I, I, in my mind, I think of, you know, that we're still in our 20s and stuff like that. These quarterbacks are still right. like 27, <laughs> 28 years old, and now they're on the back half of their careers. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. well,
0: they're, and they're certainly exaggerating as gray hair on magazine covers. I don't know if you guys saw, I forget, was it Sports Illustrated or ESPN? And Aaron Rodgers <laughs> I, is up there, I, like, you know, like old man Rodgers, like, yeah, I'm going to take this team to the Super Bowl. Like you know? an Uncle Drew type thing. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I, I mean, old quarterbacks
1: are doing well. Tom Brady. MVP I was about to He's about to be the all-time leading, uh, you know, passer
2: in terms of uh yeah, passing yards, yards, right? I mean. I say embrace it. Grow hope, that white Santa beard. I hope yeah, in it,
0: 10 years Tom Brady can still spell his name. I, I worry about that guy. That's fair. You know? Well,
2: but, you know, the, one of the reasons he's he's – been able to be one of the best quarterbacks for so long is he doesn't get hit like these other quarterbacks anytime he gets hit, he yells at his o-line yells at the refs somehow that works and
1: you know he's he's only really sustained one significant injury in his career Mm -hmm. and that was not a head injury and And they changed the rule well (laughs) yeah it was a tom brady role with with you know taking out his knee and then uh it's kind of interesting because we were talking about uh you know the vikings uh green bay game today there was a pass interference call on clay matthews that was just an absolute oh, joke. Oh, yeah, the game.
0: ridiculous. Um, I saw that. That y- there's there's, there's been a lot of these calls lately where it's like the guys are in mid, you know, they're like in mid air, yeah, and the ball has left the hand of the quarterback or the or the punter, the kicker, you know, and it's the same same deal where and they they draw these silly penalties. It's it's, it's 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 almost the pussification of football, right? I mean, you cannot touch the quarterback
1: anymore. Can't I touch mean, the quarterback can't, can't touch I, the kicker. I, here's the thing. It's ridiculous. I think I think football needs to either go in one of two directions. You either embrace the violence and just accept CTE as it's going to happen, or you move to flag football. Like, I I think the way it is right now where you can't even tackle, like, it was a bang-bang play in that Vikings-Green Bay game. And it ultimately cost Green Bay a win, right? I mean, they would have won the game. The very next play, Vikings go downfield, score,
0: get the two-point conversion. Right. At some point, when you water down the sport so much, at what point is it still football? Yeah, you know, it's uh, no, I, I agree. To to some extent, I, I kind of agree with you. I, I think uh, I think the salvation for for football is in um, restricting it maybe to a um, some kind of lower level, yeah. maybe even or or putting caps on time. Sp- And it's similar
1: to what we talked about, like, uh, you know, two weeks ago on the podcast was what will football be like 20 years from now? I I don't know. But to to me, that that ending of the game was um, quite frustrating. But back to the Texans real quick. Uh, You know, they they return home uh, next Sunday, uh, noon kickoff at NRG Stadium against the Giants. uh, And then they go on the road again and uh, face the Colts on uh, September 30th. So three of your first four games are on the road. Uh, Texans, I think if they want to get back into that playoff conversation, they have to win against the Giants. That's now a must-win game because historically, the Texans do not play well in Indianapolis.
0: Right. Yeah, you know, they just don't play well against the Colts, period, but yeah, especially in Indianapolis.
2: Yeah, Giants play Cowboys tonight. Both of those teams are 0-1, so we could be looking at both the Texans and the Giants being 0-2 next week. A must-win game for both teams. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Uh, but, you know, th- that's the beauty of the NFL season. There are always teams that surprise you, like the Buccaneers, 2-0, and without their starting yeah. quarterback. And, and there are always teams that start off slower than you would expect. But teams can go on runs right? I mean, we've seen teams start, I think there was a, a few years ago, I think uh, someone started 0-5 and, and ended up making the playoffs. Well, if,
0: if Viking pimp Ryan Fitzpatrick keeps throwing four TDs a game for the Bucks, <laughs> I, I think that they might. Did, um, did you
1: see that picture on Instagram after the game where it was, I guess, him in his locker room and he looked like Conor McGregor? That's what I'm talking about. He <laughs> he, he,
0: he looks like a, a Viking who's turned to street life. I mean, he's still got the beard, but he's kind of got the shaves. side. Yeah, not like magic. That. <laughs> yeah. Don't let that Harvard education, that Harvard diploma fool you. On that. I just I, I can't get over that. You don't and, want to see Fitz magic in a street corner. Right, I know. And old and poor old crab legs. I feel so bad. Crab legs.
2: <laughs> uh, Winston, yeah. So when James win. Winston's eligible, does he become the quarterback again? That's a good question. I mean, yeah. Fitzpatrick's thrown for, what, 400 yards both games, several touchdowns? I mean, to you have
1: so much money invested in Jameis Winston, and he is going to be looking for a contract extension after the end of the season. Fitzpatrick... Is not your long term answer at quarterback. I mean, he's getting up there in age. He's a hell of a backup quarterback. I mean, he did quite well here in Houston, Bill O'Brien's first year. Uh But yeah, I I think you have to see what Jameis can do to see if he can develop. Because if you don't re-sign Jameis this year, you're starting at square one with quarterback.
2: Yeah, but how? I mean, how much of a leash do you give Jameis? Haven't you seen what how he's, think he's developed on a short leash. or not developed? I think he's on a short leash. Dude, if Fitzpatrick keeps making making plays, winning games. I say, I say keep with so, him.
1: So he did that a few years ago with uh, the Jets, like taking the Jets to, what, yeah. 10, 11 wins? I mean, he's a very smart quarterback, and he's just athletic enough. Like, it, it's crazy. He, you were talking about old man strength. Like, he's a guy that is just completely gritty. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he knows that,
2: you know, his body's going to get beat up, but he just has that will to win. He's fun to watch play. Oh, yeah. I, I think clearly he... The locker room loves him, too. You know, the guys just seem to block for him better, play harder. You know, that was one of the things that was telling to me when RG3 was playing uh, with, with uh, the Redskins was that clearly the O-line didn't care for him. I don't know if it was ego or what, but yeah, they didn't O-line. really block for him that much. led to injuries. So There were a lot of, a lot of locker room issues in Washington. Yeah, Winston might have, a, you know, more years in the future to play, but if you lose the locker room by putting him in, yeah. You know, that didn't accomplish anything. Right. That's 100% true. All right. So let's talk Texans really quickly. Again,
1: just to wrap the NFL conversation up. Do the Texans go 0 3 or do they get their first win against the Giants next week? And if the Giants, or I'm sorry, if the Texans are to
2: win that game, what is the storyline? How do they get it done? I think, I hope they win. Um, Giants look uh, vulnerable. Eli Manny didn't look that great last week. So I think the difference is uh, our defense gets some turnovers.
0: I think uh I think the Texans come out next week knowing that this is a must-win game and I think that the home crowd comes out and really really roots for them. Um if there's one thing I know about um you know Houston sports fans is that while we're not always the most reliable fan base, I think that we are energized as a group right now, not the least of which um is thanks to the the Astros. So, um I don't know. I, I think that they come... I give them 60-40 chance next week.
1: I, I think they come out ahead, and I think the keys to the game are solid all, oh, offensive line play. I think that is an absolute must. Uh, we saw the running game. I, w- I would like to see a little bit more out of the running game. and We we saw Lamar Miller, 14 carries, uh, average about 5 yards a carry. Uh, Alfred Blue, it seemed like he was all over the place today, but he only had 7 carries. But... Those went for 5.1 yards per carry. Uh, I think you need to see more out of the rushing game. I think your receiving core is going to be fine. Will Fuller looked great, Uh, 113 yards, a touchdown. DeAndre Hopkins, 110 yards, a touchdown. I think the defense is key. You know because you need an opportunistic defense that's going to force turnovers and that's something they didn't do against the titans when blaine gabbard is starting like blaine gabbard mm-hmm. is not a high caliber nfl quarterback a lot of people uh, going into this game believed that the texans were going to feast defensively on blaine gabbard and that just wasn't the case i mean jj watt looked okay he had four tackles to assist uh, but you know uh, what's the situation with Clowney? is he going to start next week is he going to be healthy he's he's always a question mark it seems for me uh, and then also uh, tyron matthew uh, who played well the first week of the season uh only had two tackles i don't think he was you know targeted that much with the passing game uh but i think the defense needs to set up for game-changing plays and i have not seen that from the texans defense the first two weeks of the season is
2: that is that secondary talent or is that
1: coaching i think it's it's maybe a little bit of both i mean i i trust romeo cornell with the
0: defense i don't trust game management with bill o'brien i that's just where i said yeah i and i think uh Offensively, Watson and Fuller are a dynamic duo. And when they connect, I mean, I don't know if you remember last season, but they. Oh, yeah. I mean, Fuller just had insane numbers. Yeah. I think when they can connect, which they did today for a beautiful touchdown, uh, long one, I think, um, I think that the. Texans have a good chance. Yeah, so I I think we're all in
1: consensus that next week is a must-win game for the Texans. We think that they will pull it off at home in the home opener at NRG Stadium uh, Sunday at noon. Uh, Let's pivot over to the Astros real quick. Uh, Astros knocking off uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks five to four on Sunday, uh taking two of three from the Diamondbacks, looking really good on this helm stand now four and a half games up on the Seattle mariners or Seattle on the uh the oakland a s with the Seattle Mariners coming into town uh this week. The Ashers have four series left. It looks like if they can maintain the pace they're going to win the American League west they're ninety four and fifty five on the season. Game got a little dicey there in the ninth inning with Osuna giving up a sack fly and a two-run homer. Uh, but you've got to be happy as an Astros fan. And I'm going to point to Jeremy right now, who is our biggest Astros bandwagoner. Uh, what did you think of, uh, you know, the weekend series for the Astros? I hey mean, it's getting crowded
0: here on the bandwagon. Um, is <laughs> there okay room for one that. more? Hey, there's there's, there's <laughs> at least this, room. This is
1: about the time last year which Jeremy got on the bandwagon. Yeah, was, Absolutely. That's, yep.
0: I mean, if anything, you can sit in my lap. So there's a seat right uh, here for you. Uh, um, anyway, so... Cool. We, just, <laughs> cool. we just lost Jordan. It's yeah, cool. so six, six wins away from, from triple digits there for, for yeah, the Astros. And that's, that's amazing. And I'm not sure if... You know, comparison with last season, if we're on pace or slightly ahead, I want to if say we're slightly ahead. ahead. Yeah. yeah, we're ahead right now. Um, Astros looking good. Altuve, Bregman, Springer had a great Springer day. Springer had a great Spr- series. Yeah, Springer had a great, yeah, great day.
1: He um, battled like over 600 for the series. Uh, looked great. Josh Reddick, two home runs. He had a home run Saturday, a home run
0: Sunday. Yeah, uh, I, I I get a sense from, from the Astros that when you have these two or three like center guys that are healthy, the rest of the team plays better. Yeah, and they this sort of this domino effect. Yeah, uh, you, I you agree. see with the rest of the team, and there's just like this confidence that that, that they gain. Um, they're also just, God, they're a ton of fun to, to watch play. So much fun to watch, and you they, know, they look like they're having a good time. You know, you you, you pan over after um, they score, and I it Bregman's always got some kind of goofy yeah, thing. Was, stare. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All the dugout stuff. I mean, it's, it's just a real fun. Even if you don't like Houston, even if you don't, you know, if you're just they're watching, guys that if you, you just root like for. baseball. Yeah, guys that you want to root for. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: you know, it, it's kind of interesting when when I was in. Uh, Seattle this past week for uh, work. I was having a conversation with someone there, and he had mentioned that the scary thing about the Astros, you know, even though they're on pace to win more than 100 games, is that they're not all clicking right now, like mm-hmm. offensively. Like, you still have Correa, who's been hitting under 160 since coming back from his injury. He's been moved down from third in the order to number six in the order. Imagine if the Astros offensively are all clicking. Like how scary is that team? How much better can they be in the postseason if Korea turns it around and you know the rest of the players continue on that torrid well, pace? I mean,
0: this is a team that uh, took the series against the Red Sox. Yeah, I mean, the winningest team in baseball right now. So I'm 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 really looking up. I do see uh, Korea had a had a real fun triple today. Yeah, a little uh, league triple. A little league triple. So it's yeah. being. Um, yeah, but you know, there's been talk that he's been playing hurt all season. Um, oh, especially since the yeah, the second half of the season. Sure, yeah. sure. Well, yeah, second half of the season, but um. I don't know I, if uh, if they can turn it up even even a notch higher. Got it. I I wonder what's going to happen come World Series time. I mean, playoffs are looking likely right now, I and mean, yeah, I just can't. As,
1: as, if if, this, if the playoffs were to start today, the Astros would host the Cleveland Indians in the first round of the playoffs, and so Cleveland, you know, they're record wise, they are you know not necessarily anything to you know write home about. They play in a, a terrible division in the American League Central, but they have a great pitching staff. Uh, they have a great bullpen. It's a team that looks like they're built for the postseason. Uh, but I think you got to kind of favor the Astros, especially with that series being at home. But, you know, the Astros have four series left in the regular season. Uh, the Mariners uh, starting on Monday night, going through Wednesday, and then they host the Angels uh, Friday through Sunday. That's their last home series of the year uh, before they close things out on the road on, uh, you know, with the three-game series against the Blue Jays and then a, a f- four-game series four uh, series in Baltimore against the Orioles to close out the season. So you've got to like uh, the Astros' chances uh, with that remaining schedule, to maybe put some distance, maybe even rest some guys in that Baltimore series, so you can set up your rotation uh, for the postseason. But uh, Jordan, uh, you know, you you were kind of joking about the uh, you know jumping on the uh, the, the Astros bandwagon. But uh, I,
2: what are your thoughts with the with the club right now, moving into the postseason? Just w- what's the vibe from you? Yeah, well, now is definitely the time of the year to click to take it to that next level. Absolutely, we see a lot of times that teams that don't always have the best regular season record. When they get hot September and October, they can go deep in the playoffs. One thing that is on my mind is, man, I hope we win the AL West. Yeah. Because I want to be able to set up our rotation. I don't want to face the Yankees in the play-in game. So um, for me, that's, that's what's on my mind. It's crazy that you have potentially four
1: teams to win 100 games in the American League, and two of those teams will be playing in the wildcard game. That, to me, is just insane on how there is a huge rich-poor gap in the American League uh you know i think <laughs> rangers uh, <laughs> well fair yeah I think, I think uh the top five teams the top four teams in the american league would all have a better record than anyone in the national league mm-hmm. that, that that to me is fun and, and jordan to your point it's absolutely critical i think that the astros are clicking at the right time and mm-hmm. I, I think they are clicking at the right time and i think maybe it is a blessing in disguise that, that oakland is only four and a half games back and it's 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 forcing the astros to Continue to play like each game matters, rather than you know being like the Boston Red Sox who have run away with the division and
2: maybe can get a little bit complacent. Yeah, I think that's a great point. How many times have we see in the NFL playoffs the teams that oh, have yeah. to go through the, the wild first card round games? Buy. Yeah, that's when you know that uh, provides momentum for them for the future games, and sometimes yeah. that buy can be a, a curse and not a blessing. So I think that's a great point. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so let's go ahead and close it out with uh, one insane story from uh, you know
1: from the uh, the NFL season uh, of this past week. Did you guys hear about Vontae Davis? Just left. Who is Vontae th- Davis? Vontae Davis is a cornerback, former cornerback, I should say, okay. th-
0: for the Buffalo Bills. Just left in the middle of the game. Yeah, was I, like f this place. Yeah,
1: I guess on Sunday, and again, reports are a little bit out there, but he is a thirty-one year old, thirty-year-old quarterback cornerback. Uh, I guess at halftime the Bills were losing, and he just decided that he was going to put
2: on street clothes. Told his players, or told his teammates that he was quitting and just left the building. Damn! What does that say about a guy? Does that say the team's terrible? And I can't I was do anything.
0: Say, does, does that say more about the team or the guy? Yeah, I don't know about, enough about Vontae Davis to know, but I think it's. I've never heard of that happening before. I've That's never heard first. of that happening either. Yeah. But
2: like, thank God I'm not a Bills fan.
0: But
1: <laughs> I mean, I, is it just? Is it just? You know, chaos with the Bills, or is it
0: just he realized CTE wasn't worth playing for the Bills? I, I I think it's the Bills. I I don't know. I'd have to look into that, but I don't feel like they were one of those teams that analysts were saying don't write them off just yet, right? I mean, they were. Kind no, of, I don't know like if <laughs> anyone was saying that. They don't say
2: anymore. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I don't. I don't know if it's the Bills or just him. I'm kind of confused, but yeah. I think it's funny. It's a funny headline. That's a new you low. Know, Buffalo right. Bills, new Cleveland Browns. <laughs>
1: all right so his uh contract this year it was uh he was under contract for 4.3 million dollars uh 3.5 million of that is guaranteed so Uh, not if you retire is it yeah so i guess if you look at his uh cash earnings for uh his entire career he entered the league in 2009 uh so he's made 53.5 million dollars in 10 seasons in the nfl that's not too bad
0: Oh, what's uh, he done I'll with that? it? That's a question. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. a fair point.
1: But if if he's been responsible with his money, sure, sure. Him walking away because he's not happy with Buffalo, that's fine.
2: I don't. Well, I don't I'd rather personally I I want him to finish bad the teammate. game, right? You know, it's, I don't know if that's uh, ballsy or if that's poor sportsmanship. to Leave at halftime, but I like it. I want like to see. I want to see do that.
1: It seems like a Terrell Owens move, like a Marshawn Lynch, something like one of those
2: guys would do. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Interesting story don't know enough about him. <laughs> Maybe this is what happened to the Texans O-line. They all quit at halftime or something. right? Yeah, they definitely did not show up. But uh,
1: anyways, if you want to follow our work, Weekly Brewcast, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, you can also subscribe to our website at weeklybrewcast.com. And uh, if you want to place some bets this week, we highly uh, encourage that you uh, go over to our friends, BetDSI, their website, betdsi.com. Enter the promo code Brew101. Again, first time deposits get a hundred and one percent bonus match on your money, up to thousand dollars. But uh, Jordan Wathan, we appreciate you uh, for stopping by and joining us this week for the podcast. I think uh, I think Jeremy and I enjoyed it. We might, we, maybe we invite you back. I don't know.
0: Absolutely. It's maybe talk a little bit, a little bit of college football next week. If yeah, we have something to talk about. That'd yeah. be
1: great. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. So on behalf of my uh, co-host Jeremy Paxton and our guest Jordan Wathan, my name's Austin Staten. We'll talk to you next week.
0: You've been listening
2: to the Weekly Brew.